0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Shrook, and you're listening to Migrants with Migraines. I have Sergio and Diana with me, and we're here today as New Jersey Citizen Action Ambassadors. And the goal of this episode is to help more people from New Jersey enroll for health insurance under the Affordable Care Act. So before we share more about how to enroll and the process and who can enroll. Um, Of course, as usual, (laughs) we're going to talk a little bit, talk a lot because we talk a lot. Um, And (laughs) we're going to share our personal stories with health insurance and coverage. So we're going to rant a little bit and then we will give you (laughs) resources on how to enroll. So stay tuned.
1: You, yeah hey. happy to be here as an ACA community ambassador trying to like get more people enrolled. and yeah happy to be here
0: yeah great so uh, to open up the conversation let's see if you any of you have had any experience with the Affordable Care Act or with health insurance if you had health insurance at all or if there was a period that you didn't have health insurance
1: Um. so yeah like growing up i didn't have health insurance because i was undocumented and so it the experience without health insurance was definitely something that i think taught me a lot of things um you're kind of like going through life for like not hoping that you don't get into like harmful situations because then you go to the and then you're just broke for life so yeah
2: that was my experience with health insurance Yeah,
3: my experience differs a lot from Sergio's because I grew up um, with my family not having any insurance and me and my sister are born in the U.S. So we were lucky enough to be able to qualify for the insurance when we were younger. um, I remember my mom hauling us to Jersey City where the office was, like the Medicaid office, and we would wait in these ridiculously long ass lines for no reason like it would take an entire day just for us to be able to submit the paperwork for us to get insurance and then have to wait to hear back from them and a whole long process and you know at the end of that we would get like Medicaid or like United Healthcare back before it was like a big private insurance and like all these other types of insurance (sighs) and it was a really difficult time for us because after that whole process of having to go apply for insurance, wait to be accepted, finally get accepted. It was like a whole other process just to be able to use the insurance. Like we struggled with going to the doctor's office because, you know, my mom worked all the time and my dad wasn't really around. So she would have to take the day off from work to be able to take me and my sister to the doctor for a regular checkup. Or if we were sick, like we would all have to miss out to go to this office that, took our insurance and it would take the entire day. So my mom wouldn't get paid. We would miss out on an entire day of school. And it would be just for us to sit around in a room full of other sick kids who have the same insurance. And you know, it wasn't the great, it wasn't like the best environment to be in when you're already sick. And I just like have very vivid memories of all that growing up because it was either we went to that kind of office Or we had to go to an office that would attend us in a proper way, like in a nice way, in a way that you would actually want to go to with a fucking doctor. Um, But they they wouldn't take our insurance. So we would have to pay out of pocket, like ridiculous amounts of money. And it was just a really difficult experience for us growing up.
1: Were those offices in Jersey City, like in in Journal Square?
3: It wasn't exactly. Oh, I guess technically Journal Square. Yeah. But it was like (laughs) off the grid, not like we're all the city MDs are and shit you know what I
1: mean yeah no is it like near the office of like for food stamps
3: yes that's the one yeah
1: I have so many memories from that because oh. <laughs> like, yeah the trauma for real like one time I had to like stand in line with my grandma like for food stamps like at like six in the morning in those offices oh my god
0: because
1: like, I know I know I know those offices they're like in charge of everything like that the state wants to give you some, I go, yeah, but i I, I totally get that. that that must have been like annoying to go
3: there, hell, yeah, like when I say that we really had to be there all day, I mean it, like Sergio, you going at six in the morning? It totally makes sense to me. We used to be there literally until they closed, and even then people would be like like outside lined up,
0: yeah, I had like the same thing, like we would go really early in the morning, so for me, I also had the luxury of having. Um, of being under medicaid under my dad but we also had to go to the same office in journal square like really early in the morning to apply or like um to get some paperwork done
1: (laughs) for a second i'm really glad i didn't have help
0: (laughs) 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 the same office in journal square (laughs) yeah but Uh, The reason why this program is really like meaningful to me is because my mom was um, she wasn't always a U.S. citizen like my dad and myself and my brother when she had her green card she was under the Affordable Care Act and she was able to get health insurance that way and like get her like her medical needs done under it so that's why like I'm really um, like passionate about this program to help more people know about it and know that um, like what's required to qualify or like how to apply, this is really helpful for a lot of people. So for Sergio, because you didn't grow up with health insurance, so what would you do when you get sick?
1: I would go to like these sketchy doctors, like in basements of like these uh, basements (laughs) where I would get like antibiotic shots when I was really sick like, these doctors, they didn't, like, they had, like, their, their uh, certification, like, in other countries, but they would just be, like, uh doing their, like, their doctor work, like, kind of low-key, off the books, so those are my doctors, and let me just, and, like, even dentists, too, like, I, I went to this dentist where, like, I could, like, describe you, like, the place it was, like you, you went up these like really sketchy stairs, and then you would knock on his on his door, or you had to like do it like very uh like like not too obvious because I guess <laughs> you had to uh, let him know that it it was you, and and then you would go in, and he had like this chair and like in his like living room. And then he was just like the dentist's chair in his living room. And then I would just see like all around like his little like virgencita, like just staring me down while he was just cleaning my teeth. It was like that growing up, but it was, it was I, I guess like, I mean, for the cost, it was, it was worth it. I mean, the, it was always good, like a good work. I'm not like, I'm really thankful for these people because they actually, you know, they, they helped me when I was sick uh but yeah i i guess like um uh, <laughs> it was like a unique experience growing up just going to the to these places and uh, yeah you definitely meet a lot of people i could tell you lots of people are doing uh lots of people are doing work like and I there is a demand for it because especially like around where i live in west new york we have a very big immigrant population so they have customers and and they they help them out. So they're helping out the community um in, in one way or another, right? Because people don't have health insurance. So what are they gonna lose when you're like like sick and like really sick? You're, you're not gonna go to the ER. So but you know somebody who knows somebody who knows that this person or doctor can treat you. So you just go and like and get treated. Yeah
0: well and you Oh, go ahead, Diana. I, I was just going to say, like, thank you for sharing, because I don't think a lot of people like know exactly what the like, what's the experience like for people who don't, who are like undocumented or who don't have health insurance that I don't think everybody heard about these stories of going to these doctors that don't have a license, but um. Yeah, I'm sure like these doctors were really helpful. They were like lifesavers. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead, Diane.
3: No, I was just going to add, you know, I used to work in a dental office for, well, I've worked in a couple and I've done that for a couple of years. But like, I remember I was working with this new assistant who had just came from Peru, I think it was, and she was talking to me about how. You know, it was her first day on the job and it was really difficult for her because of the language barrier. She primarily spoke Spanish and everyone there spoke English mostly. And it was just really difficult for her her first day. And I remember we were in the break room and she was telling me like, oh, yeah, in my country, I'm I'm a dentist. And here, like, I have to be an assistant. And at the time we were making like minimum wage. (laughs) So she was just telling me, like, I went from having a great career in my country to coming to this country thinking I was going to be able to do the same and not having that experience at all. So from like that perspective, it always really affects me because it's like, damn, you know, it, if it was like the UK or like, I don't know, some other English speaking country, their qualifications wouldn't be questioned as much as like Latin American countries or like other immigrant countries, countries outside of the U.S. And it's just really eye-opening from that experience,
0: yeah. I'm sure like it's very common for people to come from different countries and are not able to practice their um their profession. Like it's very common in the u s. for a lot of immigrant parents, not just doctors, but I don't want to get off topic. <laughs> but like it's very common for um like a lot of professions, and that's really sad that like you come from a different country and like you're very like like you have a career in that country and then you come here and you have to do something completely different or like do something that's below what you're supposed to do. Um, Yeah
1: but they're really good like it's quality it's quality work. (laughs) Yeah Yeah. they're
0: professionals.
1: (laughs) They are and they they have education too. Yeah just that like the whole the whole process of becoming licensed here in this country is so expensive and it takes a long time so they're just just gonna do it off the books like you know (laughs) like many of the things that make this country run
0: yeah and there's also the language barriers for a lot of people like a lot of them don't speak english so like to me those qualifications are like way harder
1: (laughs) true yeah definitely the language
0: yeah. Um, so for both of you, when you didn't have health insurance, were there like, I know Sergio, mentioned those doctors that you would go to, but was there anything at home that you would do like, uh, like homemade recipes or something that you would do for your, um, if you're sick?
1: Yeah. So like in order to answer the question, I'm going to share some like a story because back when COVID was like at its peak in like around March or April. Um, I went to help my mom in the bakery where I grew up basically because I, I went there a lot a lot of times to help her um because she works as a cashier at a bakery. And so in during the during the peak I went and I saw lots of people who were just coming in and buying eucalyptus, which is like an herb that people use to put like on in water, they boil it, and this—if you breathe it in—it actually helps you open your lungs, and um, I, like it makes you, it, it helps like breathe breathe better. Um, I don't know like how, but like it, it does. Um, and and so like things like that, growing up, my mom would would make me like do because I I had like child child childhood asthma growing up, and right without health insurance. Uh, that was kind of rough, and so my mom, she would just find these herbs, like these, um, and I would just put my, like when I was like just, I had so much, like phlegm, and like, I was coughing like crazy. She would just take like a pot, boil it up, put those herbs, and just I would just put my head over it for for a while, and then that would really help me, um, breathe better, um. And yeah, I think that's like uh, something that's very common uh in the immigrant community is I as I witnessed during that time of COVID, because we would restock those shelves of eucalyptus and they would go in like I'm not even getting you like 30 minutes. Like people were just buying them like crazy. And I think it's the same thing that people wanted to do something. And I think that it's this idea, right? That you Like as a parent, um, for example, my mom, like you want to do something and, and you know that going to the hospital is going to be so expensive. So, but you, but you want to take control like a little bit, as much as you can. So you, you take these home remedies and you, and you do them.
0: That makes me think about like how, how this country, although there's like a, a lot of opportunities for, for people, but some, some communities or like some populations don't have. Um, like some of the privileges that others have. I don't wanna call health insurance a privilege. Like I I, I think in my opinion, it should be a right for everybody. But um, what I meant is um, like some things people take for granted but like when you share those stories about not having health insurance and like what you have to go through um, to like to control your sickness or to feel better is like really important to share
3: yeah I I mean I remember when I was in a community college and one of my professors gave us an article to read and it was an article about um, Latinos being one of the population who don't seek medical treatment the most like out of all of the other ethnic groups and I remember reading that article and being like yeah that makes sense and as I kept reading it it was like Latinos don't really seek um medical treatment in the u s for various reasons, but the most prominent reason was because Latinos use um remedios caseros like uh homemade remedies, and like Sergio said using like eucalyptus I don't use eucalyptus but I use vaporud. I've been sick for the past week, and the only thing that's cured me is. Tea de limón con jengibre, tea, <laughs> um, can dry vaporul and sopa de pollo con tortilla. That's been what I've been like living off of for the past week, because that's how I cure my sickness when I get sick for whatever it is. I haven't been to the doctor since I broke my finger, and that was literally a necessity. <laughs> like I don't go to the doctors, and I have insurance, which is kind of crazy, but yeah, it's just I guess a cultural thing for a lot of immigrants that we just don't seek health and we don't seek um como se
1: you don't seek help
3: yes <laughs> <Like medical> <laughs> <health>. <laughs> oh yeah
1: by always <laughs> fun fact like vaporub has 1.2 percent hey, eucalyptus oil
3: oh wow <laughs> at that. Yeah. so i do use eucalyptus <laughs> okay okay yeah. you learn something new every day
1: <laughs> yeah i just looked it up on google
3: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was like because i was like that's why membro vapor- is used for everything from like cough to like heartbreak is because it has eucalyptus <laughs>
3: oh it cures wow. everything
0: for real
1: it cures everything
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that makes me think like like I mentioned about health insurance in this country, like how do you view health care and health insurance in the US?
3: Honestly, I will say that being a US citizen and like learning about um, policies in other countries, it really makes me upset that the US is one of the few countries that doesn't have like universal healthcare for their citizens, for not for their citizens, but for the people who live here, you know, and with the Affordable Care Act, which we did an episode about, and you can listen to that after this.
1: Uh, wait, I thought this was the episode about the Affordable Care Act.
3: I thought no. the Affordable Care Act was the one that you did with the lawyer.
1: No, that's the one about no. the, yeah. the kids. I was like, of kids.
3: I was like... Oh, I was like... <laughs> 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 I was like, wait. I was like, Damn, what that that? Talking about? <laughs>
1: yeah i was like am i in the matrix because like am i like Yo, where, this where whole time episode i was like yeah like...
2: they're fighting
3: for
2: the
0: same shit no. i was confused for a second i I'm like what is diana talking about and she was like Why?
1: Well, i guess yeah like just i mean the episode yeah that okay, we're Diana's gonna cut that out <laughs> to cut it out
3: and
1: just
3: be like
1: yeah she's talking about the yeah she's, cover all kids she's, she's talking about the cover all kids because like I mean, and you bring up a good point, Diana, because the cover all kids still it uh it uh, like it's promising to cover all kids like in New Jersey give them health insurance. For example, like if I would put myself back like in when I was like 10, I would qualify even though um well, like if the cover all kids manages to cover undocumented children, I would have qualified for it because they have um, this other insurance called New Jersey Family Care. And they're trying to open the, I guess, like how many people it can cover. Um, and that's something that growing up I would apply for, but I would always get rejected. And I knew I would get rejected, but this is like how sad it is that like for college, for example, when I would need to have health insurance for, for running and track, uh, I would just apply for it, get my rejection, and submit that as proof that I tried to get health insurance. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like the, the Coverall Kids, it does it's promising that, but it is sad that, like, and I think just to answer the question, um, it's upsetting that it's not a right even for children right now.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, and like I know we're trying to get more people enrolled under the Affordable Care Act, which is like more, um, like it's more flexible than the Medicaid, but it still doesn't include undocumented people. And that's going to take a lot of work to pass the cover all kids, uh, which hopefully will include undocumented children. But um, we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to covering undocumented people.
1: But definitely like, I guess we should we we should give some credit to the Affordable Care Act, and because like that's the point, right? Of of what we're doing, right? We want to like enroll more people in it because it does offer some some opportunity for more people to be covered, um, and and I think like it's a good step in the right direction, but it's definitely yeah. not 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 completely uh, what we need to to take health insurance in this country uh, because there's many people that are still left out, especially those that are undocumented.
0: Yeah. Um, and one thing, well, the Affordable Care Act is, of course, like a great opportunity for a lot of people who don't qualify for Medicaid, like my mom when she had her green card. And also something that I learned recently through our program, um, that even if you turn 26 you can still apply for the Affordable Care Act and have your own plan um, instead of being of waiting to be under your parents which when I two years ago I stopped qualifying for Medicaid under my parents um, and luckily I was able to get um, health insurance through my job um, but I didn't know that I could qualify for the Affordable Care Act And when recently my job was coming to an end, like my contract was ending, I thought I was going to be left without health insurance. But then through our program, I learned more about the Affordable Care Act and I learned that I can still apply even if I don't qualify under my parents anymore. That's something that I don't think a lot of people know about. And that's why we're doing this episode to make people more educated about the Affordable Care Act. Um. Yeah. So That's
1: definitely a good point. Yeah. Because not because not, not everybody, as you said, may know about this, and it's definitely leaving a large group of people who could be covered like without health insurance. So I'm glad that with this effort that that we're doing with um, the New Jersey Citizen Action, that we're targeting specific communities who are often not covered. So for example, uh, college students, right? And so they would fall within that that age that, that you mentioned is, uh, is kind of like after the cutoff of being covered by Medicaid and also um, targeting communities of color who are often um, left out and both systematically um, by the whole structure of the way these policies are set up and just um low income and low wage workers as well and so yeah I'm, i'm really happy that something like this exists and i think it's definitely um something that needed to happen just to cover more people who are usually not signing up
0: yeah for sure with that after we shared our stories we're gonna tell everybody about what um like how to enroll under the Affordable Care Act and how to get help in enrolling. Um, For everyone who doesn't know in open enrollment, it started on January, sorry, on November 1st, and it's going to end on January 31st. So now we're in a period of open enrollment and we're gonna tell you more about how to get help with enrollment Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you learned something from our experiences with not having health insurance or the struggles to get one. Please, if you have any questions, reach out to us on Instagram. We're Migrants with Migraines. Also, please follow us and support us on YouTube by subscribing to our YouTube channel, also at Migrants with Migraines.
3: Until next time, see you in the next episode. So thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And now as a special treat for all of you who listened until the end, we have a special interview with Ladybug and the Roly-Poly. How you guys feeling tonight? Bro?
2: Hi. Hey, my name is the Rolly poly I'm a Ladybug. What's up? Hi, Rolie poly I was wondering, when is open enrollment? Oh, that's a great question, Ladybug. So, open enrollment is now, as we currently speak, and you have until January 31st to sign up for Cup. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, I have to sign
0: up right now. Tell me, enrolling, Polly, how can I enroll for the
2: Affordable Care Act? Oh, yeah, Ladybug. Oh, yeah. You're gonna sign up like this. You're gonna go to get covered. that New Jersey bag though. But in Rolling Polly, I still don't know how to
0: sign up. Is there a free help? Who can I reach out to
3: to apply?
2: Oh yeah, baby bug. You can call to the phone at eight 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 3893 to talk to one of my personal friends. And there are two ways, actually, to get enrolled. Wait, wait, wait. you Polly, you said the keypad. Can you please tell me the number again? You gotta call it 888 654 Let me give it to you again straight here. eight 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 six five four three eight nine three. And that's actually, Ladybug, the second way that you can enroll. But for all my friends out there who are tech savvy, can enroll online at getcovered.newjersey.gov. Is there an email that I can reach out to to help me? So, oh, baby buck. Our email is getcovered at newjerseycitizenaction.org. So you can hit me up there. Thank you, Enrolling so Well, not me, my friends. They, they'll help you out, they'll hook you up.
3: So you okay, can enroll.
2: Yeah, got it. Thank you for <laughs> helping me.